The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio, this is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Amazon.com posted first quarter sales and earnings that topped analyst estimates, adding to evidence that the company can make money, even while investing heavily in endeavors like one-hour delivery and marketing new gadgets like the Echo voice-activated home assistant. Stocks move lower today. Dow Jones Industrial Average capping the biggest drop in three weeks as Apple led an afternoon sell-off in technology shares, overshadowing corporate deals and strong results from Facebook. Facebook today rallying 7.2%, Apple slumping 3.1%. S&P 500 index down 19 points to 2,075, a drop of 0.9%. Dow Industrials down 210 points, a decline of 1.2%. NASDAQ down 57 a drop of 1.2%. Gold up $19 now up uh, at 12.6910 a gain of 1.5%, crude at 45.85 a barrel, crude oil West Texas intermediate up 1.2%. I'm Charlie Pelleton. that's the Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. This is Taking Stock on Bloomberg. Just to give you a little bit of a recap, shares of Amazon higher by more than 10% in after-hours trading after the company reports first quarter results. Earnings per share of $1.07 at handily beat the average analyst estimate of $0.57. The company also posting sales that were better than analyst estimated and also saying that the second quarter net sales will be between $28 and $30.5 billion. That's for the, the second quarter, and that is at the high end of analyst estimates. Stock moving higher. Also moving higher, and after hours trading, the shares are linked in. They're up by more than 14%. Earnings per share and revenue beat analyst estimates and also provided healthy sales guidance. Shares of LinkedIn higher right now by about 14%. But, on the other hand, shares of Gilead Sciences down by 9% after reporting that profit missed analyst estimates and that sales of its blockbuster hepatitis C treatments were less than expected. Once again, shares of Gilead Sciences down by 9%. Well, how do you put together a portfolio or an investment strategy given the volatility in stock market performance? Let's find out from Matthew Weatherly-White. He is the managing director of the Caprock Group. They have over a billion dollars in assets under management. They are based in Boise, Idaho. He can be followed on Twitter at i3impact. And he joins us in the studio. Matthew, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for inviting me on again. All right, so let's talk about your strategy. How do you approach the selection and allocation process for people that would come to you for advice? Um, so we start off with a really detailed lifetime discounted cash flow model, so we get a clear sense of what our clients' after-tax inflation rate of return needs to be, and then we reverse engineer the asset allocation from that perspective. But what we're really interested right now in terms of 
portfolio construction and risk management is really the energy markets um, because we think that the destabilization in the price of oil is instructive for us when we think about plotting a course to a post-carbon or a carbon-light global economy. And, of course, impact investment investing. It's not just how I can make money, but how can I make money and push the world, help the world move in the direction I want? When you say this disruption oil, which has pushed the price so low, creating the post-carbon era, you might say gas is so cheap, we'll never stop using oil. Yeah, it's counterintuitive. And I think that for the first time, certainly in, in my professional investing career, that relationship between the price of oil and the adoption of alternative energy strategies is starting to break down a little bit. And I think we might actually be seeing the emerging outline of the inverse of that, where the lower price of alternative renewable energy actually drives the price of conventional fuels. But isn't that because of government subsidies? And I mean, not that no, yeah. the fossil fuel industry did not enjoy subsidies or does not currently, but I'm wondering, is that something that can stand on its own? In places, yes. In places, no. I mean, there are some states, Arizona, for example, um, X, the secession of the of the feed-in tariff down there. Um, solar power is almost at grid parity without any subsidies, but the five-year extension of the investment tax credit sort of takes that conversation off the table. You might not like the subsidies, but they're going to be there for five more years, and that's a great tailwind to the continued continue development of solar energy. So when you look at companies, who is on your radar screen? Because you're talking about alternative energy. You're talking about a post-carbon era. Uh, you're talking about the role of technology which it does in crude oil too, but it plays such a big role in all those alternative sources. It's such a big part of it. I think a lot of times when people look at alternative and renewable energies, they think about it as an energy play. We think about it as a technology play. The reason being that traditional energy is a commodity-based business and increased utilization, broadly speaking, leads to higher prices. With alternative and renewable energy, it's the exact opposite. Increased utilization leads to lower consumer prices per unit of energy created. And if I'm a consumer and I get to choose, I'm going for more use equals lower prices. Tell us about emerging markets, if you can, because they sometimes have the ability to leapfrog developed <laughs> countries in their technological application and also in the environmental uh, industry. That's exactly right. We've made some really interesting investments in distributed power in sub-Saharan Africa for precisely that reason. If you use the analog of the mobile phone and you look at sub-Saharan Africa in particular, they were able to effectively create a communications network without any hard lines installed. We think it's the same thing with solar power. If you skip the whole grid installation process and the hundreds of billions of dollars necessary to build power lines across the desert, then all of a sudden you have the capacity to bring power, electricity, light to communities that heretofore have simply been off the grid. So uh, can you give us a couple of names of attractive renewable energy companies? Uh yeah, I mean, you might know that I'm not permitted to recommend specific oh. stocks. Sorry, SEC well, so, restrictions. But you're not recommending them. But you, who are who are leaders in this field? Yeah, so um, even looking at ones like Solar City or Sun Edison, which are cracking, Sun Edison in particular, cracking under the weight of debt, we think that the business model still makes sense. It was just the business management got a little bit out of control. Too much debt, growing too fast, pretty traditional story in the markets. And what kind of returns can I get if I hop into this area? What are you, what are you thinking? Well, no, got first, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're doing um, alternative renewable project energy finance, typically through debt, you can look at an aid handle on a lot of that debt. Um, if you're doing the equity, you're really taking a 
ride on what's going to come from the Paris Accord and COP21. If a carbon pricing mechanism emerges, we expect very attractive returns. If it doesn't in the near term, then there's going to be a lot of volatility as we transition from a carbon-intensive in- economy to something different. This is great news for people who want to help push the renewable and renewable energy front forward and make some money. Matthew Weatherly-White, thank you for joining us. Managing Director of the Caprock Group. Thank you for joining us today on Taking Stock. I'm Kathleen Hayes along with Pim Fox, and this is Bloomberg Radio. Coming up, Bloomberg Law brought to you by Mercedes-Benz. Outstanding offers are in full bloom at your Mercedes-Benz tri-state dealers. Take advantage of limited-time lease and finance programs on select models this spring season. Visit MBUSA.com for details today. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal wherever you get your podcast, And watch on Bloomberg Originals, Bloomberg Television, or BTV+. Plus.